This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? I am coming to you actually from a different location. So before we get started, first of all, I just want to acknowledge what is happening here and the weirdness that is coming through not only my audio, but as well as my video, my lack of a background and my Ram stuff. I was able to bring a shirt and that's what I was able to get going for me. But guys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about and I want to plow through it. All right. I want to kind of uh, get through this stuff and kind of just talk about what we need to talk about. There's a lot of things that I want to hit on, um, so I want to get through all that stuff. But if you guys would like to have a fan queso answered in this show, then what I'm going to need from you guys is a super chat. I will be checking as many as I possibly can, so if you ask a normal question, I will be trying to uh, to see that as well. But um, the super chats are just, they pop up, literally they pop up as a completely different color. Everything else is gray. So it just catches my attention a lot better, but we are going to talk about this Rams and Packers game that we saw just last week, as well as this game coming up, uh, this week. So, um, first and foremost, guys, uh, like I said, um, the audio version of this is obviously not live. This is going to be pre-recorded and then added, but the video version is live. So what we're going to go ahead and do is, uh, we'll, we'll start here, but I do want to, mention I definitely left all the names for the giveaway at home so I do not have a giveaway announcement for you guys unfortunately and I'm terribly sorry about that but we'll make sure that we take care of that next week uh, and I'll go ahead and do two so uh, we'll we'll take those and I'll just double those up um, I might just double those up enough where like I'll everybody who answered last week gets two submissions and then we'll do another one for next week as well uh, just to kind of make it a little bit more exciting and try to get you guys some awesome Ram stuff okay so um, that's going to be first and foremost kind of thing just just getting that out there for you guys I don't have a giveaway but what I'm going to need from you guys is I need to know uh, for this next giveaway my question is going to be what do you think the Rams record is going to end up as because the season is it, it feels like it's kind of falling apart in in, uh, in ways, but I think it's going to be okay myself. I think that there's a, a turnaround coming. I like to be the optimistic Rams fan at the very least. So, um, but you know, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about this Green Bay Packers game first. So the Green Bay Packers and the Rams played last week and the the game just the, the score was 28 to 36. It was, it was a pretty close game. Uh, you can see at the bottom of the line here uh, the stats. So, you know, Matthew Stafford had 302 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. It was another pick six, so he's had three straight of those. Uh, Daryl Henderson did get more carries this time, but didn't have the averages this time. So, uh, But we also know that the Green Bay Packers have one heck of a defense. So putting up 28 points on them is actually nothing to be like embarrassed about. It just didn't feel like the 28 points was a good 28 points. But the the reason that I say that is because the, the Rams still had offensive struggles, and they still had a lot of issues on that side of the football, and we're still working out some of those kinks. On the other side of the football here, though, the Rams gave up 36 points to a team that was missing three offensive line starters and a quarterback who had an injured foot. And you just can't win games like that. It's not gonna. It's it's not possible to win games like that. And I definitely don't want to place all of the blame on Raheem Morris like I have in in past episodes or anything like that, because obviously there's some fault on the offense as well. And Sean McVay is having. Uh, so some game plan issues that we are seeing leak out. And, you know, we've seen that on the news so far this week, too. Uh, if you guys watched uh, Ma- uh, Sean McVay's press conference, then you guys will see that uh, Rams fans were laying into him. And, like, different news articles kind of picked that up. Different Rams publications kind of picked that up and decided that, like, I mean, it was it was pretty aggressive. And he was seeing them, too. And when, when he said, he's like, geez, guys, take it easy. Like, 
it's like, first of all, all the Rams fans were like, no, <laughs> like we've lost three straight games. So, which totally makes sense. But honestly, you cannot give up 36 points to a team with uh, a quarterback who had nine toes and missing three offensive line starters. We get one sack and it came from Greg Gaines and he didn't even know it was a sack until after the game when Aaron Rodgers congratulated him on it on like a joke kind of interaction. Greg Gaines was super jacked about it, but Aaron Rodgers came off like kind of like a jerk a little bit saying like, like, Oh, congratulations on a sack, by the way. Like, I don't know. But when you have that kind of situation, 36 points on this defense is just, that's absolutely ridiculous. All right. This, we were the number one defense in the NFL last year, number one in points and yards. And now we're below average, not even very good. And, when, uh, I'm sure like many of you guys saw when, when watching the game, when you have Jalen Ramsey lined up over Devontae Adams, and I, it, there's a whole separate topic about how uh, the Packers will move Devontae away from Jalen Ramsey on purpose. And yeah, you want to get the better matchup, but come on now. I mean, is, is he that scared that, J- that Jalen Ramsey's going to shut him down, that he doesn't even want anything to do with him? Like, if you are the best, don't you want to prove that you're the best? And wouldn't you want to be on a guy like Jalen Ramsey? I mean, that's kind of outside conversation here, but uh, that's kind of just how I feel. If you if you want to be the best, you should be wanting to play and beat the best. And if you are avoiding that all day, kind of just comes off like you're maybe a little bit scared about your own talents. And yeah, that's taking a shot at Devontae Adams because A, he always runs away from the top uh, target if he can, the top corner if he can. And I mean, honestly, way too many times after the plays, not just in this game against the Rams, but way too many times after the play, he's whining for flags. And that kind of just drives me crazy. And the Rams just don't have guys like that. You know, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, uh, these guys just aren't doing that kind of thing. So it's this those little little tiny things that kind of tend tend to give me some issues with with, uh, with Devontae Adams and his play. But then you also have situations where uh, we have Troy Reader lined up over Devontae Adams and it's third down. And then we have Leonard Floyd covering Devontae Adams on third down. And I realize that you're trying to move around Jalen Ramsey for different matchups and you're trying to move him around and do all these different things and trying to confuse the the offense. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said it today. He's like, yeah, he's like, if he's just over here, he takes away that side of the football. Um, but if you move him around, then you, 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 you're not just delegated to just taking away one person or anything. So, uh, which is great. That's awesome that Rodgers was saying that. And that's, it, I get it. It makes sense. But at the same time, if you're going to put a linebacker over Devontae Adams, you are asking to lose the game. That's simply put, you were asking to lose that football game. It's not going to work out. It never is going to work out if you have a linebacker covering Devontae Adams on third down. So I just think that's a mismatch on our end. And I mean, even if it happened to be, because I, I complained about this against the 49ers too on matchups on, on the defensive side of the football. And I realize the Rams are trying to mix it up and confuse people, but it, they're not confusing anybody. Everybody's just picking us apart. Will a guy like Trevor Lawrence be able to do it? We'll kind of see that this weekend, but you're trying to do all this different stuff, but I feel like now the Rams are outthinking themselves. And it's just it's clearly not working. I mean, the Rams are on a three-game slide right now, and the defense is just, it feels like it's falling apart. And it's not a lack of, in, it's not injuries or anything like that. It's its just a lack of, of good matchups. And the, the inability to shift the defense at all so that we can create decent matchups. Because De, uh, Devontae Adams being covered by, Troy Reader is a horrible matchup. And I realized people were talking trash about Troy Reader in that one. Um, there were some other plays that could be referenced for sure that that you know Troy had some issues with. 
Uh, but that play specifically, I how can you put that on Troy Reader? I mean, he's not good enough to cover Devontae Adams. And us asking him to, that's our problem. Like, that's the coach's issue, asking Troy Reader to be able to try to cover Devontae Adams. So it makes just absolutely no sense to me that that was even an effort, that that, that, that was even a goal in anything that, that we tried to do. So... Uh, unfortunately, the Rams are on a three-game slide. Uh, in good news, it looks like there could be a chance for a get-back game this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But there's just too many issues going on right now with that side of the football. And like I said, I mean, giving up 399 yards and 40 minutes of time of possession, and then people still want to blame the offense. And I get it. The offense is not perfect right now. But 40 minutes of, of time of possession, what is your offense really supposed to do there? I mean, it's they're not getting the football. That's basically taking the, the football for an entire half, and then you get it with five minutes to go in the third quarter, and then that the rest of the time's yours. That's the equivalent, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. Nine late down conversions. They were two, two for two on uh, fourth down. Sure, seven of 19 on third down. That's decent, but when you add in the two for two, it's not. Nine late down conversions, though, and you just can't win football games like that. And you know what? It's kind of interesting how this is how this is all kind of worked out because in a normal world, in a, in a normal season, era, anything, uh, the Rams losing a one possession game in late November in Green Bay to Aaron Rodgers, we wouldn't feel this bad about it, but we do feel bad about it because of the way it happened. And we feel like the Rams are a better team than what we saw on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Are we? I mean, we're kind of getting to the point now where are we that good of a team right now? Because, of course, we're dealing with some injuries. The news on Matthew Stafford came out last week. He's dealing with a sore back. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in blatant pain for most of the game against the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, losing Robert Woods, which is not getting nearly enough credit. Uh, for the for the Rams offense. That that is a huge loss for this Rams offense. He does some amazing things. But on the other side, like I said, there's not there it, it is scheme. It has to be scheme. Because you can sit here and tell me that, you know, well, we lost some players. Yeah, we did lose some players. John Johnson's an awesome player. Michael Brockers played a big role. Troy Hill, yeah, he was a solid spot in our in our uh, defense. But you cannot take those three guys out and then drop from first to what are we, eighteenth now? That's just not how that works. It's got to be scheme at that point. It's not a roster thing. And, you know, I saw the tweet. I even shared the tweet um, that if you have Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald on your roster and you can't uh, you can't get any sacks against a, a, a team that has three offensive line starters out, then maybe it's not the maybe it's not the roster. Maybe talent isn't the issue. And I just absolutely agree with that. So it's unfortunate um, and definitely no game badges for this one. That was um, it. It felt further apart than the actual score was. It did not feel like a one-possession game. At no point did it feel like the Rams were just going to roar back and, and, and take the lead. Like, I mean, there was a point when like when uh, Odell gets his touchdown, it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get something going. But it just didn't end up uh, panning out. So um, I did want to move on to some other news here. Um, I, I don't even really know what to say about this news, honestly, guys. Um feel like you guys know where I'm going with this one, so I'll just get it out there. Otis Anderson Jr. And I'm in no position to tell any stories, anything like that. Um, if you guys watched, you guys know I was a big fan of Otis Anderson Jr. And I I was really, um, really excited to see him in this Rams offense. And I thought that he had uh, a lot of potential to do some 
pretty good things in this Rams offense and, and in his NFL career. And not only that, um, and without going into any details or anything like that, because really no one's business, but like I had conversations with him uh, in, in like private forums and stuff like that. And just in, just an awesome dude. It was just really cool. But I say any of this at all, not to say anything for myself. This is not, I'm not trying to shift attention to me on this at all. Uh, it's obviously not my place. I feel for his family for sure, definitely his mother, but uh, what I'm doing here, and I would like some help here from you guys, is I don't know what we're doing yet. It's been a kind of wild week for me. As you can see, I'm in Salt Lake City right now. I have nothing. I have no no equipment or anything, um, and then I'm in LA all weekend for the game, so I'm, it's, I'm pretty limited in, in my abilities here, but... What I'm doing is I'm reaching out to other Rams podcasters and other Rams YouTubers, and I'm trying to see if there's something that we can do for his mom. And I don't know what that possibly is. If you guys have suggestions, I'm more than willing to take those. I don't know if it's going to be like a monetary thing. If we just start a GoFundMe and try to help her with something, but I want to do something for her. I want to show her that this um, this Rams fan base can kind of pull together in some in some crazy times and and do some positive things. So uh, if you guys have suggestions, please please do uh, drop them. But if not, then, you know, I am working with some other guys. I definitely already have a couple on board who are willing to help with this. And it's just something that I want to do for Otis Anderson Jr.'s mom, um, but just because I know it's such a wild time for her, I'm sure. And again, definitely not going to put any attention of this on onto myself. I was a big fan, but that is irrelevant in this conversation. I want to do something for her. So uh, keep just Stay tuned, I guess, is the best thing that I can say there is stay tuned on, on something. We're going to try to figure something out on, on something that we can do for her. I'm not quite sure what that can possibly be yet. So, um, But if you guys have suggestions, again, please just uh, let me know. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the standings real fast before we get into uh, this game preview here. We're just going to rock straight through, guys. We're doing no breaks, by the way, so if I have to take a drink or something... Forgive me, because uh, <laughs> I'm literally just, it's just my laptop and my uh, <laughs> my cell phone uh, trying to run everything right now. So um, the standings are the same as they were last week, and we knew that because every team was two wins apart from each other. So the Arizona Cardinals now are 9-2. and two. Rams, of course, are at 7-4. and four. San Francisco 49ers creeping up 6-5 and five right now, and then the Seattle Seahawks did lose again. They are sitting at 3-8, and eight, and they're having some struggles right now. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are definitely struggling and we've said it before and we've kind of talked about it before that you know is it going to be Russell Wilson who leaves is it going to be Pete Carroll who leaves I'm kind of getting the impression it might be both so that's kind of just my prediction I think that they're both going to be gone I think that this the Seattle Seahawks are gonna gonna look at everything right now they don't really have that strong of a roster maybe try to they have some um, well, they kind of don't have so much draft capital, but they have the ability to to get that draft capital back with some of the players that they have on the roster right now. Like, I think that they could pull something decent from DK Metcalf, who has, I mean, honestly underperformed since his rookie season. He's still a very, very talented player, but I think, I think that we all thought he was going to be further along by now. Um, I'm sure they could get something solid out of Russell Wilson, and then maybe... Maybe there's somebody else in there, Lockett, anybody like that, that could possibly be, be be a part of a potential trade as well. So we'll see what happens there, but I'm really getting the feeling that the Seattle Seahawks are about to just tear down and, and start over. So we all know it. You, not everybody can be good all the time, and that's how the NFL is designed. You're going to go up. You're going to go down. We've seen it. Obviously, Rams fans know how, how hard it can be to get back up after you have one of those downs, but 
Um, the Seattle Seahawks are definitely, I, I think they're they're right on the brink of, of one of their worst downs um, coming up here soon. Uh, San Francisco 49ers are playing some really good football right now. Actually don't have their, uh, their they play Arizona actually. So yeah, uh, that'll be one heck of a football game, but oh wait, I lied, I think. I'm going to go ahead and just look. Uh, I don't have it written down. I left most of my notes at home. Unfortunately, no, it's not Arizona. It's Seattle. It's just the other division opponent. So it's San Francisco at Seattle. So I don't think this game's going to be very close. The 49ers are playing some really good football right now, and I don't think there's anybody that can really deny that. But you know what? There's something about this this team, this coaching staff, and Jimmy Garoppolo specifically that I'm not sure if it's as sustainable as it appears right now. So I don't it, and obviously the way that they're playing and the way that the Rams are playing, obviously there's some concern there about the the Rams getting passed in the standings, but I still fully anticipate the Rams going to the playoffs as a wild card team. And that's really all you can ask for in the NFC right now is just get to the dance. Just get to the dance. That's all you need to do is get to the dance. The Arizona Cardinals still playing some really good football though. They have a pretty uh Losing my signal here. Sorry about that, guys. Um, But they have a pretty simple game this week. They're playing at the Chicago Bears, so nothing too crazy. I don't anticipate this being uh, that big of a blowout, and not because I don't think that these teams are are greatly separated in their abilities. It is simply because I think that the Arizona Cardinals just won't go that hard on the on the Chicago Bears. So, and then of course we got the the LA Rams, who sit at seven and four on a three game slide right now, and. You know, we're trying to see what we can maybe pull together here because it's it feels like it's kind of falling apart a little bit. But I, I still feel good about this team. I, I still I still like that. And one more thing that I want to mention, I mentioned this on the on the NFC West roundtable that was just last night. If you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, it was on the AZ Sportsman channel. Next week, it'll be right here on Ram Showcase. I will be back in Colorado for that one, so I'll have my equipment and everything uh, with me. But one thing that I mentioned on that one is not only did I see it from other fan bases, but I also saw it from Rams fan bases who did not like when Sean McVay yelled into his play sheet. And I get it. Looks a little bit ridiculous out there. But could you imagine how much worse we would have all felt if Sean McVay showed no emotions or didn't really care that we didn't convert a fourth down? If that just happened and he was just kind of like, okay, yeah, defense, you're out. Like, wouldn't we be way more upset? I, would, I want my coach to have some emotion. Do you guys remember watching Jeff Fisher on the sideline? It was terrible. So I like to see that kind of stuff. I, that, that kind of thing doesn't bother me at all. To, to see that somebody's invested, it doesn't hurt my feelings one bit. But uh, in the playoffs right now, in the playoff race, I don't have a graphic for you guys, unfortunately. But uh, Arizona Cardinals do sit with the number one seed currently. The Green Bay Packers are two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three. And the Dallas Cowboys sit at four. And then your wildcard teams, the LA Rams still the top wildcard team at the five seed. And then actually the 49ers have climbed their way uh, from they were three and five not that long ago they have crawled their way into that playoff spot and they are sitting at the sixth seed right now in the washington football team sitting at the seventh seed so it's getting snug in there and that's that's pretty cool we're seeing a lot of teams shifting around it's cool to see teams like washington in there it's not cool to say 49ers are in there i'm not gonna lie to you guys and say that i like seeing that the 49ers are in the playoff picture I don't like any of these division teams, and I want them all to do bad jobs all the time. But that's not the way it's going to work right now. Uh, 49ers playing some good ball, and uh, Washington though, that's pretty interesting. This could be the first or the um, excuse me, the last year that we see them called the Washington Football Team. Um, I think that they're they're going to be looking at picking names here soon. So I think that'll be exciting stuff, guys. But 
Um, before we head into this game preview, guys, I don't have uh, too many notes on this stuff, but I did want to get you guys some awesome information on this game. Um, but I do want to let you guys know that if um, I, I will be checking comments uh, so I can answer questions after uh, after this game preview happens. Uh, super chats are the easiest way to get my attention on those, and then I will I'm, I'm gonna try to look, guys, but. I don't want to spend a lot of time here. I'm sitting in a hotel and I've got like Uber Eats on the way. That's not for a while, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but I do want to hang out. And and so if you guys have questions, comments, anything like that, go ahead and drop them. I'm not checking those uh, at the moment though. I am, um, I am just looking at notes and stuff right now, guys. So uh, I do apologize if you guys are trying to ask me questions or, or get my attention somehow. Uh, but that'll be what we do after this game preview if my notepad will pull back up. Here we go. Uh, so, okay. So I just want to get that out there for you guys. So, all right. And this game here, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to the LA Rams at SoFi Stadium. This game is going to be at 105 on Fox. We have Kevin Kugler as well as Mark Sanchez on the call for this one. And I do have the distribution map for you guys. I'm going to have to just show you guys on my phone. Uh, this is how high quality we are right, <laughs> right now in this hotel room. Uh, but uh, I can tell you guys, honestly, it is not a very awesome area. So um, I don't know how well you guys will be able to see this, but it's the brown area. So if you guys see out there in L.A. and you see Jacksonville, those are going to be your areas to catch this game. So not very much exposure. And I'll be honest, guys, I feel like I'm a little offended by this <laughs> distribution map. It's like that is such low coverage. It's uh, a little bit ridiculous, I think. But it's all good. It's all good because uh, how can you blame them? Why would they want to show two teams off of three-game losing streak uh, coming into this one? So. Uh, can't really fault the the networks for not wanting to to explode this one uh, in that capacity. So taking a look at the matchup, um, I will just tell you guys what the numbers are here. So the Rams do have the eighth ranked offense in the NFL right now with uh, 397 yards uh, per game. Uh, oh, excuse me. That is. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm right. All right. And then the Jaguars on the other side of that, they are 20th right now, 373 yards uh, per game. So not a great defense that the Rams are going against, but it's. It, we've seen worse. Like we've gone against worse defenses uh, and and still struggled. So uh, we'll see if if Matthew Stafford's able to continue that that you know progression with guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who is on the injury report. He was limited as well as Ben Skoranek. Uh Daryl Henderson did not participate in practice practice, and I believe Dante Dion was the other one too. But that was just an illness. I'm not sure if he'll be missing the game. Anyway, uh, the Rams are fifth in passing right now, able to put up yards. I mean, Matthew Stafford putting up 300 yards and three touchdowns, that doesn't feel out of the ordinary. That feels like a pretty standard Matthew Stafford day, honestly. Uh, Daryl Henderson was kind of getting it going. The Rams are still 24th in rushing. 55 yards for Daryl Henderson, though, nothing too crazy. He did have more carries this week, but the averages just weren't there. But again, like I said, his Packers defense was just, they're good defense, all right? Joe Barry knows what he's doing out there. And I'm still mad that he's not our defensive coordinator, but, I mean, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, on the other side, though, the Jags, uh, their defense, they are 18th against the pass, giving up almost two, 245 and uh, almost 116 a game on the ground. So, like I've said a million times before, that, you know, this this seems like a game that the Rams could get the run game going, and I think that that's just something that the Rams really need to do, especially this time of the season. It's getting late season. We're into December now, officially, 
and this is when you need your run game. And we can't just rely on a kind of a beat-up wide receiver court and quarterback to carry this team into the playoffs if that is something that we end up seeing out of this out of this team. But Rams are still eighth in points, putting up just a little over 27, and the Jags are giving up almost 26 points a game, so quite a bit. On the other side of the football there, we got the Jags offense versus the Rams defense. The Jags are putting up 333.5 a game, and that's 23rd, so definitely below average there, but it's not like they're just playing awful football. They do have some really good players out there. Rams defense is currently, I have it ranked 16th according to what I saw earlier this week. I've seen other places have it uh, with 18th, so below average is basically what I feel confident in saying, giving up uh, over 371 a game. Passing the football, the Jags are 24th, putting up just a little over 207, so nothing that crazy, but Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's a good quarterback. It's just a rough situation for him right now, and I mean, if I'm being like, if I'm adding my opinion into this, I don't think that Urban Meyer is a great guy to get a rookie quarterback into the NFL system and and get him uh, succeeding at the NFL level. But that's just my personal opinion. The Rams are 21st against the pass, obviously struggling in that area, uh, giving up a lot of third downs, giving up a lot of just those underneath routes and everything like that. The Rams defense is very soft, unaggressive, and uh, struggling to to get off the football field. Uh, we see a lot of very long drives, uh, so. It's unfortunate to that we see those those drives just continue and it's it feels like we're just giving up like five a pop every time. So uh, running the football, the Niner or the um, the Jaguars are doing a pretty solid job running the football, over one fifteen a game, and uh, the Rams are giving up one oh four. So actually ninth in the NFL against the run. But I'll be honest, I just don't think the teams really need to run the football against the LA Rams. And when they do, they do a good job. Let's not pretend like the Rams are just stuffing everybody, even though they're top ten. Uh, according to this in run uh, defense. And the Jags are 31st in points per game. Under 16 a game is what the Jags are putting up on offense. And the Rams are giving up just under 24. So if we are looking at point averages, uh, then it looks like this game would be about 26 to about 20 in favor of the Rams. But I do that just about every single week, and it's not really working out for me, guys. So Let's go get to the 3-2-C. Last week against the Packers, we did have Jalen Ramsey. Ended up with six tackles. No big splash plays. Wasn't really asked to make a splash, if I'm being completely honest. Wasn't put in position to potentially make any splashes. He just kind of, uh, we let let Devontae Adams run away from uh, Jalen Ramsey all day. We didn't try to man him up, and it just wasn't a really good situation for Jalen Ramsey in this game. Aaron Donald had six total tackles. The only sack on the game was from Greg Gaines, and... It was like a no, it was like a basically a no yard sack. So not a whole lot there, but Aaron Donald was getting a lot of heat in this game. I mean, there's pictures you can see where he was getting triple blocked. My only issue with somebody like Aaron Donald getting triple blocked is because yeah, I don't know if you guys see, you guys have seen the photo. I wish I would have loaded it up for you guys, but there's a photo of him getting triple blocked. But then you also see 40, 54, 51, and one other number in there not touched and that was like a seven yard game again so when that's the situation I mean it's like people are gonna be pointing the finger to Aaron Donald his numbers have definitely dropped this year uh, and he does 
I don't want to say he looks weak or anything like that because I definitely don't think that that's the case, but uh, he's definitely not having as much of an impact on the stat sheet as he has in previous years. But I do think his presence is definitely still being felt. Uh, but when that's the situation, when he's being blocked by three guys and one guy's holding the football and one guy handed it off to him, you know, that means that, that five guys on the offense are not blocking 11 dudes on the Rams <laughs> defense. So you have six guys trying to block 11 who are trying to stop your runner and, or, well, I guess you can take out Aaron Donald. So you have five guys trying to block 10 and still can't stop them. So scheme there is obviously an issue. And then uh, we also had Odell Beckham Jr. on our three to see last week. Uh, he ended the day with five receptions for 81 yards and one touchdown. That touchdown did come on our 54-yard catch. So uh, that was actually really cool to see, honestly. Um, obviously, he was a little bit beat up, not feeling his best out there. But it was really cool to see him get out there and and, and catch one of those deep balls. Of Even though his back looked like it was a little tight, uh, that he was able to get that touchdown. I mean, we got to take the silver linings, I guess. I'm trying to be optimistic here, okay, guys? I promise. <laughs> Uh, but for this one uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, our three to see in this one, uh, we're going to start with cornerback Jalen Ramsey. This is his first game going against uh, his former team, the team that drafted him uh, as in the first round. So that's pretty sweet. Um, and like one of the best memories there that I have of Jalen Ramsey as a Jacksonville Jaguar was the Brinks truck situation. And I think that that was awesome. So that, I feel like, kind of led to the departure a little bit. I think it had a little bit of a part of him leaving Jacksonville. But, hey, I have no complaints because Jalen or uh, yeah, Jalen Rams is doing awesome for the Rams. And, uh, hey, he's one heck of a football player, so happy he's here. But he is going against his former team for the very first time. So you know he's going to be excited for this one. But is he going to be in position to make an impact? I guess we'd have to ask Raheem Morris that. I'm having so little confidence in in Raheem Morris's ability to position our star players right now that unfortunately I'm not sure how much of an impact Jalen will have. But you got to think that he's sitting in those meeting rooms right now saying like, please <laughs> let me let me make my plays, kind of thing, you know. So I guess we'll have to see what happens there. Next up, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, quarterback, obviously. So uh, we can't just pretend like Matthew Stafford's playing great football um, because. He's not, obviously. Like, he's not playing amazing football. He's playing fine football. And if we were getting this quarterback play out of our 2013, 14, 15 LA Rams, or St. Louis Rams, I guess, at the time, uh, if we were getting that, this kind of quarterback play out of those teams, we would have been thrilled about it, all right? If this guy would have been playing quarterback for the Rams instead of Case Keenum, Sean Hill, Austin Davis, you know, guys like that, then we would be looking at these numbers like, oh, my gosh. Like, Because you guys remember when we would be, like, 179 passing yards just felt like that it just felt like that was normal for us and that's unfortunate but will he be able to get it back on track against a, a low level opponent I guess that's what we're gonna see how beat up is he really if he's going to get sat for any games kind of feels like this would be the one right like it kind of feels like this would be the game that you would sit a guy like uh, Matthew Stafford uh, to maybe get and I know that McVeigh is confident in the Wolf Awu, but obviously you got to have Matt, like Matthew Stafford. If he's not healthy, you don't want him to go into the full stretch with that because there's some really tough games on this Rams schedule. I mean, all three division opponents still to play, and then you also have the Vikings who are playing some good good football, uh, and then you also have the Baltimore Ravens who are one of the better teams in the NFL right now. I mean, they're like could 
This defense stopping Lamar Jackson, I mean, that definitely scares me today. But we'll worry about that when, when we cross that bridge, I guess. But there's still some really tough games. And it, easily, you can say that this is going to be the lightest game uh, for the Rams on the rest of the schedule. So is this going to be the game that, I mean, there's no indication that Matthew Stafford's going to be sat for this, of course. But um, there, that is one thing to think about, that if he's really that beat up, then maybe it would be worth it to to shut him down for a week or two. But... I don't want to do that. I would. I would like to see that as a last last resort. I know there's fans out there saying that John Wolford can get it done, but I refer to last season again when the Wolf had he had uh, like 231 passing yards against the Arizona Cardinals, who were the worst secondary in the NFL by a margin, and he still struggled to do it. wasn't able to put up any touchdowns or anything like that. So I still uh, take those things into consideration as well. And then my last one here for my three to see is it's going to be Ben Skoranek, but if he does not play again, it's going to be Van Jefferson. So I have like a conditional pick on my uh, three to see uh, to end here. So Ben Skoranek, yo, Benny Sko, I'm liking this dude. Okay, I think that in that first game that he played, uh, which would have been just two weeks ago uh, or three weeks ago because uh, of the bye week, but I think that one, he just kind of... I, I want to say it looked like nerves kind of got to him a little bit, but obviously I don't know that myself. Uh, there there were some plays in there, though, where uh, you know, he drops that touchdown pass, and my very first thought is like, if that was Robert Woods, that's a touchdown. you know. It's, and it's those kind of impacts that, that losing Robert Woods and going to Ben Skoranek have. But now you get that out of the way for, for a guy like Ben, and he can kind of just move on and move past it, and now he can just play some, play some ball because he's a really good football player. Uh, so if, if uh, Sko plays, then you know I, I really like him in this spot. He just... He just seemed a little bit jittery, but let's not pretend like he's not a, a very talented wide receiver. I think he's, honestly, I think he's a little bit underrated as far as his talent level goes. Let's see if he can just shake that off and actually become an important piece of this um, this, this Rams offense, though. But on the other side of that, if, if Sko can't play, then I like Van Jefferson here because he's getting more targets now, especially with the loss of Robert Woods. Uh, he had nine targets against the Packers, and it does just appear that uh, Matthew Stafford's just getting a little bit more comfortable with Van Jefferson as time goes on. So that is what I have for you on my game preview. I see I have just under a billion comments here, so we will start looking at those. If you guys have questions, feel free to drop them. I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time here, but I definitely want to give you guys the Ram showcase that you guys deserve, honestly, is the, the way that it is in my brain, because feel like this is skeleton show and mildly rushed and you know stuff like that so <laughs> we're doing fine though and let's take a look here we're gonna cruise all the way up here um so no super chats that's totally fine i'm not trying to steal your guys's uh cash or anything like that uh so totally fine but i was going to kind of breeze through and see what i can find as far as the um the questions or maybe even just some comments that i that i do like um so, yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and pull this one down, though. Um, I definitely don't want to make this one anything about myself, guys, but um, the Otis Anderson news, uh, definitely definitely not cool news. Um, normally, I don't even really mention stuff about this kind of thing, but I don't know, there's something about this story specifically. Um, a, a gentleman that I had spoken with and had very positive interactions with. And, you know, also aside from that too, I mean, to, to not make it a, a personal thing, but, you know, watching his, his tape and, and knowing what he did at UCF, second leading rusher at all time in UCF history, you know, stuff like that, that, 
Um, he just had he had a lot of potential that is unfortunately now not going to be seen. So um, I hate to see it, but you know it's all it's it's all we can do is to is to try to do something for his mom. That's all. I do see your score predictions coming in here, guys. Um, I may not have access to these afterwards, and I cannot do photos right now as I'm literally recording the audio version of this on my phone. Um, so I will, if I don't get you guys in there, I will try to find ways to, to get this. Um, maybe I'll do a community post or something like that um, to, to get into that giveaway. Uh, so that we can get make sure that there is a giveaway. Um, and I unfortunately, I have the paper sitting on my desk at home. <laughs> and it's just sitting there with a bunch of names on it for a giveaway. And there's nothing to pull from or those names, they're there. So I can't do anything. Ooh, Rams House wants to see Burgess more. I like this um, because the defense is just not doing amazing right now. And Troy Reader, I kind of like Troy Reader, but I don't love Troy Reader, if that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then Taylor Rapp, you guys know how I feel about Taylor Rapp. Not really a big fan. It's actually, I saw today that I posted two years ago, uh, something positive about Taylor Rapp. So I was going to share that with some people <laughs> like privately, just be like, see, I used to be a fan, <laughs> uh, but he just hasn't progressed, um, uh, the way that I, I thought he should. So it's unfortunate. Edwin wants to know if I'm going live at the stadium. You know what, man? I'm really, really going to put some big effort into going live at the stadium. Uh, my biggest issue with this is the fact that um, cell service is terrible when you get around that many people. And the stadium Wi-Fi, they say it's super powerful and stuff like that. And it was pretty decent for a stadium Wi-Fi, but it wasn't great. And that was also a preseason game, so I don't know how many people were trying to take advantage of that. I feel like it might be more for this one, but it's also Rams-Jags. So I actually don't know what to anticipate for um, for for the attendance in this one. Like, I remember the, the Rams-Jags matchup historically has been super lowbrow stuff. Like, nobody really cares about the Rams playing the Jaguars, you know? That's why our distribution map, our distro this week, is just extremely low. It's just terrible. But... Uh, the, I remember there was a there was a time where I was looking it up and it was Jags at the St. Louis Rams and tickets at the Edward Jones Dome for that game were going for four dollars <laughs> and uh, yeah it was just terrible so I don't know what to anticipate for the attendance in this one I you know typically the the Rams get a lot of outside fan bases but how much will the Jaguars really be blown up so far you know what I mean like I don't know I literally know two Jaguars fans in my entire life. One of them is my best friend, but like she's not going, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to do my best is what is what I can say about um, uh, is what I can say about um, going live at the stadium. So uh, I do apologize, guys. I'm reading your messages extremely late here, so I'm referencing stuff that you guys said a long time ago, so I do apologize about that. But I do see your message here, Adam, and sincerely, thank you. I do appreciate that. I will definitely reach out to you. Um, once we get some stuff going, man, um, I'll definitely reach out to you and see what we can do. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, let's try. Wait. I don't know what you're saying, Scott, in this. It says try to chat wild clay. Don't know what that. I thought I was gonna be able to decode that, but I'm not actually sure. Uh, let's see here. Keep going down the list here. 
You guys don't have to ban people for being ridiculous in the comments, by the way. You can just let them be here. They're helping me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fine. It's ratings are ratings, man. I don't care. Love me or hate me. As long as you're here, that's cool. You can pretend like you hate the Rams, but you went out of your way to show up to a Rams podcast. So, I mean, whatever. It just <laughs> You're all good, man. You're all good. Yeah, and we're all seeing comments here. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of reference a couple of things that I'm seeing here because these are also have been said a lot uh, a while ago. But, you know, we have a Cardinals fan in here who was saying that the Rams are going to lose to Jaguars like that. I mean, it's football. It's the NFL more specifically, and anybody can beat anybody. Um, but let's not pretend like this Rams team doesn't have a lot of talent on it and can absolutely turn it around. And it was I was reminded just today how the, the Buccaneers had a rough November, and they were looking – like a pretty bad team about this time last year. So let's not pretend like it's over. I mean, there's plenty of games to go. You still got the playoffs and stuff. There's more than enough of this. So uh, let's see here. Fire Raheem Morris. I will always support this comment um, until the day it happens. I have not been this frustrated with a member of the Rams coaching staff since Brian Schottenheimer. Um, and that is the only other time that I've used a hashtag fire said coach. And this yeah, it's only this is only the second time. I didn't even do it with like Scott Linehan or Steve Spagnuolo or anything like that. I did it with Schottenheimer because he was extremely boring and um, it just wasn't very fun. So uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. What is your unbiased win loss projection uh, going forward for each opponent? So solid question, John. Definitely. Thank you for being here, man. Appreciate you uh, for sure. I think there was another case that you dropped uh, in an inbox. Unfortunately, I don't have access to that right now, so I do apologize about that. Um, but uh, my unbiased win-loss projection for the rest of the season, like I feel like the Rams can win two or three more of these because the, the position that we're in right now, I mean, there's some very, very tough opponents coming up. I mean, still got the Arizona Cardinals, who are a very strong team this year. Still got the Seahawks, who you can't really sleep on because – it's a division game. 49ers already beat the Rams. And until the Rams, in, like until Sean McVay can can defeat Shanahan again, then we kind of always have to look at that as a, I don't want to say probable loss, but a, a strong potential loss. It, at the very least, we have to look at it that way. Um, Minnesota Vikings aren't an easy one. Baltimore Ravens are an extremely strong team. So, I mean, there's some very tough games. But I think the, the Rams can still make it to the postseason. I think this NFC playoff race, like, we we were able to get ourselves a little bit of a pad there uh, by getting up to that seven-win mark. Um, so if we can win three more and get to a double-digit season, then I, I feel at least decent about it. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, the Rams are going to turn it around against the Jags and put up 45, and then their offense is just going to somehow click, and this defense, Raheem Morris is going to, you know, he's going to start using our players. That's the end of that sentence. He's going to start using our players. Um, so um, I'm not going to pretend like the, the Rams aren't in a weird situation right now where it, it possibly does not, um, does not go well. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pretend. That's all. So let's see here. Let's keep on moving down the list here, guys. I do appreciate you guys hanging out with me, though. That's pretty awesome. I know we. Uh, I usually record on Wednesdays, so this is a normal schedule for me. But shows normally out on Thursdays. Wanted to get it out though, and I will. I'm think I'm gonna try to clip this later on uh, once I get uh, home. I might try to do that. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a pretty tight turnaround for me though. Um, going getting home then going to work early the next day uh, and then I'm flying out. I need to 
I need to leave Colorado Springs, where I live, or Fountain, uh, where I live, by about 5 a.m. Uh, to be able to get to L.A. So let's see here. Going down my list. Yeah, sincerely, guys, I do appreciate you guys hanging out with me. That's pretty cool. Um, I know that there was um, somebody in here who was apparently being a little bit ridiculous, but I that's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, now I'm starting to kind of catch up here. If you guys do have questions, please feel free to drop them. I'll hang out for like another maybe 10 or so um, to answer any questions that you guys do have. I'll probably stop my audio here in a minute um, so I can get that uh, going and uploaded. And then uh, we'll be good. All right, so I'm now down here at the bottom. So I do, if I missed a comment or uh, you guys wanted me to answer a question, feel free to go ahead and drop it right now. Other than that, um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on uh, the audio version. We will still hang out here, though, on the live YouTube channel uh, for a little bit. Um, so, uh, but that is uh, it for the fan quesos and, until the other ones are dropped. But um, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase, and that's going to be on all your favorite social media. And that's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it extremely simple there. If you guys have not already, please subscribe to Ram Showcase. It is pretty awesome stuff. Um, put, pumping out this thing every single week, even when I'm in a different state and don't have any of my, uh, my equipment or anything like that. Um, so... Uh, we got that, um, but please subscribe, please like, do all that stuff, comment, say what's up, all that stuff. It'd be some uh, fun stuff, but um, that is going to do it for me on the audio version. Uh, do appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have an awesome night. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.